the youth hour for the youth by the youth on 91.3 fm stereo Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to the Youth Hour right here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3. I'm your host Nafisa Kerika and joining me in studio we've got quite a few guests this week so that's awesome. Coming up on the show today's topic is habits for success for Muslim youth. Now you might be wondering what that is. If you are alive and breathing you should constantly be engaged in an inner struggle to develop habits and lead to being successful but what does that mean and how do we identify success and value success as a muslim what do you need to attain to be labeled successful and what are the principles and the habits of being highly successful youth first we introduce our panel i'm not going to do it myself i think on the youth hour it's been a staple that we go around the table and uh, introduce yourself where you're from whatever you want to share with the listeners bismillah Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. My name is Yasin Hartley. I'm 19 years old. I'm a student at Daruna Institute. I'm originally from Cape Town. Fayways. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I'm uh, Imtiaz Hendrix. And um, okay, I don't think the age is very really re- relevant at this point in time. But uh, you could say from 20 to 25, maybe there. So you're going to keep them guessing. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep them guessing for now, eh? Uh, let them drop their own ages. Um, so I'm like from uh, Athlone. Uh, I'm currently at uh, UWC studying philosophy, psychology and Arabic, uh, my majors. Originally from uh, Cape Town, but studied in Pretoria, Islamic studies and Hifzul Quran, etc. Yeah, I think that's all for now. That's all for now. Assalamualaikum. Um, my name is Fatima Kalbri. I'm 21 years old. Um, I'm at, um, a student at Darun Naim and um, studying part-time through UNISA BSc in Maths and Physics. Great stuff. Once again, I'm very honored to have some of my old friends and some new ones. So together, the, the studio is going to be turned into a powerhouse of youth, I hope. Well, guys, today we are discussing habits for success for Muslim youth. Now, I'm just as eager to hear what your take on the topic is so I can be empowered as well and even try to you know, apply it to my own life and, and, and to the youth out there listening to our, to our program and the elders who are also huge followers of the program alhamdulillah we say enjoy and if you want to send in an sms the number is 47913 the lines are open and uh, when we hear the word success we we automatically think of careers and money and status isn't it but we are also aware that being successful does not only apply to the outward and having said that i think the floor is yours guys and i want to hear what your take on success means to you Okay, success, right, being uh, from a youth perspective, whatever the case may be, right, uh, being young and being told about success and how uh, you should apply success in your life and you should always strive for being successful. Well, I would say that society has molded us to a certain understanding of what success should be. Mm. They want us to understand, they want us to know uh, what is their take on success and that is how we accept success to be. And I think that most of us, or I would say almost all of us, understand success in a way that society wants us to understand success. And that is how we understand success. Be it intentionally or unintentionally, be it consciously or unconsciously, that is how we view success. And that is in terms of how uh, our society wants us to view success. Right, right. Yes, in your take? Okay, alhamdulillah. First of all, before anything, we are first Muslims, Mm. alhamdulillah. And we are the successful. We are the successful ones. We are the successful chosen ones that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has given us iman. Alhamdulillah. If we have iman, we are successful. Alhamdulillah. If you look at the religious point of view, our Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in a hadith, 
in lamal a'malu bin niyat actions are done in according to the intentions so whatever we do we should have the intention that is fi sabilillah whether it be studying whether it be business whether it be religious wise everything we do will be successful if it's for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and through that inshallah Allah will guide us inshallah to be successful I mean well I think that's enough from the guy's side <laughs> on this point let's see what Fatima's got to say for me success is having the pleasure of Allah like if, if you have that you have everything man because I mean that's the reason why Allah created us you know Allah says I did not create um, jinn and men except to worship me so if you have the pleasure of Allah like what, what more do you need Definitely, and at the same time, look, we are not saying that it's wrong because obviously we've uh, VOC has such a, a like a huge you know spectrum of listeners and a huge range of them. Mm-hmm. We are not saying it's wrong to aspire towards you know a successful career in let's say you know economics or anything like that because we need doctors and we need mathematicians and geologists, economic, you know even even radio presenters at this point for VOC, but you name it and. From where I come from, I was taught that whatever you do, it must be for Allah. And I think we can all agree on that. And from Allah, we come and then to Allah, we must return. So it, it, it is the niya, definitely. And, and the outward and the inward goes hand in hand. And, and like the Quran and the Sunnah, you know, what does the Quran mean without the examples as well? So we can actually really benefit from that. Now, I am aware of so many youth out there who is in a state of, you could say despair because they cannot find work or or others again it's experiencing bad economic or climates in their homes or you know perhaps even an illness taking over their lives or even disappointment we all want to taste the you know success in life um, what would you say to anyone out there what sort of advice can you give the youth out there in this type of situations wow that is actually, yeah, you know, I was actually hoping you'd ask me that, Nafisa, to, to be quite frank with you. Uh, reason being is because, firstly, what you were talking about now, that Islam needs doctors, Islam needs scientists and zoologists and astronomers and uh, psychologists and all of those mm. things, you know. Mm. It, I mean, Islam actually, that is where Islam stems from, and you know what I mean? Talking about the Sahaba, talking about the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you know, you... He was a psychologist, you know, he was a doctor. Right. Rasulullah was a businessman. Rasulullah was a mathematician. You know, when we're talking about the Quran, we're talking about inheritance. It, it has to do with maths. And, you know, if we learn about the history of where the Muslims comes from, you would actually come to know and realize that that academia, academically inclined, uh, um, you know, intellectual people, that is where uh, those things come from, is, is, is from Islam. So that question that you asked me now, you know, what to tell those people that, you know, we seek and, you know, how to achieve success. And I believe, you know, success is not a destination, man, you know, success is not a me, uh, success is not an end in itself. But, you know, view success as a journey. Success is a means to an end. So, Take success as, a, uh, as say for example, you're traveling to Mecca or you're traveling to Australia or Egypt, whatever the case may be, that success is that journey of how you get there. That, that, that is eventually success, right? And success should not at all be seen as, as, as a destination, right? Because, I mean, what's the point, say for example, uh, you're stuffing all of your life, but then at the end of the day, you don't achieve what you always want to achieve. So as you are living, that uh, you live on a day-to-day basis, you know, as, as Islam teaches us. Um, I think yeah, there, there was actually this great saying um, from one of our uh, predecessors, I, f- I forgot exactly who from, but it goes as like, uh, um, live as if you are going to die tomorrow, but learn as if you are going to live forever. 
I feel like I know. See, there wasn't it like wasn't it the Gandhi or something? No, I think Gandhi, Albert Einstein. Oh, I'm not sure, right? But you know, you you extract the good, and that's Islam. You know, we take the good from everybody. You know, like how we took the good from you know the Mahmud and all that. Right? Very, very, very complex uh, situation here, right? But as we take things, we take the good, right? And we take the good, that's very wise words, you know what I'm trying to say? If you think about it, that's actually where Rasulullah Sallam, that word comes from the source of Rasulullah Sallam, because that is how he lived his life. Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? So, so for those people that is there at home, you know, sick, trying to, you know, how do I get success and this and that? Brother, sister, take a breath, you know? Breathe that fresh air. You know what I mean? Look at the birds in the sky, you know, and just imagine, be inspired, be captivated and tell yourself, you know, you learn and uh, as if you are going to live forever, right? And you, you, you live as if you are going to die tomorrow. Definitely. Right? And on that note, we'll yeah. take a break and when we come back, we'll hear what some of our other panelists got to say. Keep it locked right here on The Youth Hour. The Youth Hour. For the youth. By the youth. On 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the Youth Hour right here on VOC. We are currently dealing with the topic or discussing the topic on habits for Muslim youth or habits of success to becoming a highly successful Muslim youth. Well, we've got in studio Fatima Karbari. I, uh, I do hope that I'm saying it right. And then I've also got Yasin Hati, student at Dar Naim, and of course the infamous Imtiaz Hendrix. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back, everybody. Well, um, just a question before any kind of advice that you guys can give, you know, to anyone out there of how to handle that that situation with where they can't find work, they they ill or anything. Well, they basically have no hope. Or, you know, where do they turn to? What can they do? Yes, in your take. Okay. Alhamdulillah. We have the best person to turn to, not person, we have the best entity to turn to, that's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have the best connection to that entity, to our Lord, our Rabb, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if things doesn't look like it's going your way, or it's you're under the weather, or whatever the case may be, we have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to turn to. You know, being a youth, we tend to think as being in school or being academically inclined, marks or our points or whatever the case may be, is our Rabb. We make sure that we're getting the 100% or A or anything like that. That is what we should look for. No, brothers and sisters, that's not what we should look for. Uh, we should look for our help in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And through that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if it's right for us, will guide us to that 100%, to that 80%, alhamdulillah. And um, in that statement, I believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guide us to being successful in our lives, inshallah. Inshallah. Well, Fatima. Um, okay, I think if you have problems with finance, you're looking for a job and that, um, if I look from my experience, I think, um, okay, point number one, um, give out sadaqah, give charity. It might seem kind of productive. I mean, looking from the West, you know, but you, you're in need of money, give out money. But you can see this from the Sunnah. I mean, there was one time where Ali Radiyan and Fatima Radiyan, they were struggling, you know, they were really struggling. And so Ali told Fatima, you know, they had, I think, like just a few dirhams. He told, give it out. And, you know, she was like, oh, what is all? But, you know, they, they did that and they put their trust in Allah and Allah brought back, you know, they got so much more. And, you know, another thing is Allah says in the Quran, La in shakartum If you are thankful, I'm going to increase you. So, you know, whatever you have, you know, you might have like 50, 100 difficulties in your life. 
But write down and take note of what you do have in your life. You maybe have family. Okay, maybe you're strapped for a job, but you have health. So look at that and be thankful that. And Allah promises, you know, if you are thankful for what you have, Allah will increase you with so much more. Like um, like Sister Fatima said, you should be thankful for what you have. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that if you take one step towards me, I take 10 steps toward you. If you start running to me, I sprint towards you, alhamdulillah. Yeah. So we should make the intention, we should make the effort that we're going to sprint towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in that way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be infinite now. Amen, amen. Now, Fatima, it's, what you said is like you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, I know it's always easy to just say it to others. But you know what, like I, like I always hear, like the elders say in my family at least, you know, like don't be scared to give you know you you will always get it back in the end um and i believe it does not always refer to material things necessarily i mean you can give you you can give of yourself like doing a good deed like like sister fatima mentioned like even if you cannot find work to offer um you know voluntary service because once you have that experience in that job you might be offered the job you know, for example, if you if you're going to Sansa for anything like that, going to help out with food parcels or anything like that, but you're really in need of, you know, like a sustainable income. You need sustenance for your family, but you know you're doing this. Okay, I'm gonna do this with I'm I'm doing it to the good art. MTS. No, um, I was just thinking about something, and um, I was thinking about how our minds have been um sort of controlled or, or steered in a certain direction. You know, once we find a circumstance, automatic our automatic response is that we steer in a certain negative way. You know what I mean? But why? Now you look at the movies, the music, and all of those things. Right, you know, right. you know if you. It's sort of, there's a, there's a commonality between the two men. There's a commonality between the movies we watch and the music we listen to. And with relation, or there's a correlation between that and how we react in negative situations. Mm. Mm. And to, if you really put your mind to it, we sort of limit ourselves. If we find ourselves in certain situations, we honestly limit ourselves. And I think that, that you know, and that's the reason why we should stop. Think and take a breath and try to understand, you know, the ability that you have to achieve certain things, you know. SubhanAllah, I was, you know, being on the internet and things, you know, you find out so many interesting things, man, you know. There was this guy, I think, in Brazil, he was, uh, uh, he, he was a hobo, you know, sleeping on the strings, drinking yeah. water and, you know, a bigger basically. But after a few years, you know, after, you know, uh, um, taking his talent and taking his passion to the next uh, level, that guy wrote the book. Wow. You know what I mean? He now stays in the house, alhamdulillah, living and everything. You know what I'm trying to say? There was a beggar on the road. He was uh, asking for 50 cents and everything, but he had the voice of a producer. Ah, he had the, I saw that, that video. One. I saw you the know, video. There was a car. Amazing. <laughs> Subhanallah, he said there was a car god. You know, this guy, you know, need a steer. I have to, to do. Yes, no, that yes. guy. That guy, he, he was actually uh, outside of a restaurant. He, he, he was a car god, but he now owns his own restaurant. He's a chef. Amazing. You know what I'm trying to say? Now, come on, man, you know. No matter what situation you find yourself in, you must all look here. Even though you you are staring your you 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 are staring in the face of fifty negative possibilities, fifty negative possibilities, you are staring towards. But that doesn't mean that you should uh, deceive yourself or be blinded by the hundred other opportunities that you have. You know what I'm trying to say? So, th so that is the that's the actual message and the actual word to right. all those ones laying there down, listening. You know, feeling life is hopeless and whatever the case may be. Right, giving you giving up. You know, it's not the environment that that is rejecting you, but you're rejecting yourself. 
you know and that's a very very important aspect that we learn um in the concept of uh, a theoretical work in psychology you know you destroy yourself because it doesn't matter what situation or circumstance you find yourself in but it's how you apply yourself to the situation you are in and you know th that sums up uh, basically uh, what was running through my mind extracted <laughs> from the words from this uh, personnel here in, in, in studio <laughs> and you know to others it might sound so much easier said than done but mm. like you said you know they, there's real examples in the world that you can look for so, you know you might find yourself in that junk situation mm. where you can't find a job but there's someone who's been living on the streets for mm. like years had no opportunities like given to him exactly. but he made it happen he made it happen now um on to my next question you know i i think it's a staple question in the youth i would to ask you or advice your opinions your tips and things like that what habits do you think are required to be a successful youth i'm gonna let you guys think about that little meld in a bit <laughs> Okay, good habits. I think positivity, like you mentioned, you know, you have to be positive. You know, have to look at the bright side. Like I like, I like this quote. It says, "Um, if opportunity, if if opportunity doesn't knock, build the door." You know, you have to have that mindset. Don't just wait at home, wow. waiting for things to come. You know, if opportunity wow. does not build the door, and um, Facebook another thing, guys, Facebook <laughs> status. <laughs> 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 And, um, and I think Allah consciousness, you know, you have to have Allah on your side, man. In this world, you really can't survive in this world without Allah. Because Allah is the one constant in your life. Everything else is changing. One day you might have a job, one day you might not. One day you might be a millionaire, one you not. You might not. The only thing in this life that is constant is Allah. You know, one of his names is Al-Baqi, you know, the, 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 you know, and, um, so, so that, that, that's one thing. And another thing is, um, also, I think good character is very important, man. You know, you, you, you'll get far in life with good, with good character. Because, I mean, it's no use being successful, having the life, having the coin, everything, but you don't, have, you don't have any friends on your side or you don't have any supporters on your side, you know, because maybe you were like... So I think that's, you know, one. Okay. Um, another thing that's just the Fatima said about good character, uh, another thing is that consistency in what, everything that we do. Everything that we do should be consistency, and with consistency, we would be successful. There's a quote that says, Work hard in silence, let the success be the noise. So she try utmost best another <laughs> Facebook post. Crazy. Hashtag update. Hashtag. Take note, guys. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think that's a note for whoever listens to Youth Hour. They must come with a pen page, right? And the day of the week. <laughs> and a, and a, a clear mind. Yeah. A clear clear mind. mind. <laughs> yeah. So inshallah, if we work hard in whatever we do, whether it be our business, whether it be our studies, whether it be our studies for religion, inshallah, if we work hard in that, let our success be the noise, inshallah. Definitely. We're yeah. going to leave it there. And when we come back, we will return with our amazing panelists right here on the Youth Hour. Do stay tuned. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. 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 The Youth Hour. For the youth. By the youth. On 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamualaikum and welcome back to the Youth Hour right here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. I'm Nafisa Kedika. Joining me in studio, we've got Yasin, Fatima, and Imtiaz Hendricks, and uh, we are speaking about habits for success for Muslim youth. And you cannot escape it. The discussion about habit is all around you in some form or other. You know, though we might not think of it that way, you'll never be successful. You know, the constant refrain goes: unless you drop your bad habits and develop some good habits. 
in the end, it's all up to you. Like our partners have been saying, you know, you have to decide what your habits are going to be. We don't really think of it in terms of being successful, but, you know, perhaps in the most difficult challenge while navigating adolescence or youth is to, you know, restrain oneself from falling victim to one's own desires. And that's a huge thing, you know, that's the, you know, one of the biggest battles, you know, the battle with our nafs and especially loading one's desires. Can we really escape this model idea of success living in modern society? And I want to know from you guys, what are some of your habits? And then also, how do we break bad habits? Guys, maybe an example of a bad habit that you had, and then maybe just how you got out of that rut, basically. Fatima. I think, um, I mean, whatever I'm saying, I'm speaking to myself first. I think um, the character thing, I think for me, um, uh, refining my character, you know, controlling your anger and that um, how, and so something I'm still constantly working on, how am I trying to work on it? I think, again, coming back to Allah consciousness, realizing, you know, that Allah is watching your every single action and, you know, Allah is watching your interaction with people. So, and also I think about um, self, how would I say, monitoring yourself, you know, thinking before you speak. Is this what I'm saying, you know, is the tone I'm saying is the right tone and what I'm saying is going to hurt the person or benefit the person. So just constant monitoring of yourself. I would think, uh, you know, holding back on the past, you know, uh, what whatever affected us, any issues we had, any quarrels we had, any problems, you know. Living in the present day, you know, if you reflect and you continuously look back on the past, you know, you will be blinded by the opportunities and actually the misbah, the nur that lights his way before you. You, brother, your, your, your eyes just focus, focus on your back. You're just looking behind you. You're not looking forward for the... And the only time to look back and you actually regret and you transgress against is when, you know, for example, when you do an evil act, right? And that time when you're actually asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawbah and you're repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at that moment in time, you regret and you have remorse and you have, you have this bad feeling in your mind about what you did in the past, the bad thing, but that's it. Only in terms of making tawbah, right? Because it's one mm. of the requirements of making tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. But other than that, you don't hold on to it. It shouldn't. Because if you hold on to it, the more you think about it, the more it's playing in your mind, that's that, that's going to gonna be your anchor on the ground. And when you have an anchor on the ground, brother, that hot air balloon that you have, it won't be able to take flight because it's holding you stably on the ground. Right? Okay. So you let go of it, you cut that thing loose and you cut it off, and you just look forward and you continue moving forward. And, I, and that, I believe, uh, would be a completely bad habit if you're on your journey to that road to success. Um, yes, like brother said, we have to control our nafs first of all. Our nafs is one of our, one of our biggest, if not the biggest enemy, to controlling ourselves, what our, what we desire, what we pleasure, whether it be anything of the, what this dunya, like uh, we, how we learn in school that shaitan candy coats everything on this dunya, making us believe that this is what we want, this is what our desires are. Mm-hmm. But Allah, brother and sisters, this is not what we want. This is not what we need. We need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And without Allah, we are nothing. But with Allah, we are everything. So one of the bad habits that we have, like speaking for myself, I think mostly for youth, if we have, we have lots of energy, alhamdulillah. And Allah is going to question us on that energy that we have. How did we use it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, on the Yomul Qiyamah, uh, if we, the youth spent their time or the energy in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we'll be shaded by His arsh, inshallah. Mm. So we were going to be questioned for our energy that we have. We're going to be questioned on the youth, the strength that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us. So for speaking from a youth point of view, if we stay up with the guys or whatever the case may be, or we go out and stuff and we sleep late or we watch movies, Late, whatever the case may be, and we tend to 
sleep late for Fajr or we oversleep for Fajr. I think that's one of our, for, for me, that used to be, alhamdulillah, or might still be one of my uh, bad habits. But alhamdulillah, I'm trying to work on it, you know, sleeping a bit late, I mean, sleeping a bit earlier, mm. sleeping with wudu, you know, following the sunnahs of Prophet Sallallahu mm. reading your kalima shahada, reading kullallah wahad or surah yasin. I'm not saying that I do it, but we should say for ourselves, we should put it out there, that this is what we should do. And we should have the intention that tomorrow, inshallah, I'm going to wake up for fajr. And if our intention is sincere, inshallah, Allah, that's that's how we accomplish it. I mean. And at the end of the day, it is a huge protection to all of us as well. Mm, no, hundred uh, percent. What the brother mentioned, uh, you know, about Shaitan. You know, uh, Subhanallah, knowing that, you know, he's the one man. You know, behind all the whispering, he's the one behind all the temptations and things. And you know, I actually want to mention two things now. But one, I'll mention uh, due to certain things. Maybe if you want to know about that, give me a call, or we'll meet in private, <laughs> inshallah, not to be voiced on air, right? right? But the second thing is that what I want to mention everybody, and that is, you know, you know, Shaitan is there from birth, man. From the time we are born, he's there. He knows how we grow up. He knows what we desire. He knows what we lust. You know, I mean, come on, man. He's from the time of Nabi Adam, alayhi salatu If you're talking about PhD, doctorate, MA, he has the works. He has, he has, he has qualifications for deceiving you, right? So there's no sure. doubt about that, right? Just try to think about that, right? And knowing, you know, my, my, my one friend was speaking to me a couple of days ago, you know, Maulana Abdul Raqib Jahad, and he actually told me that, that, you know, if you think about walking in the road and you find on the corner, you know, there's a guy, he's waiting for you. Right, he's waiting to intercept your phone. He's waiting to, you know, he's he's anticipating your movements. He's waiting there for you. Mm. You know, now mm. that's shaitan, man. You know, he knows when that specific moment comes in your life. He's waiting to, you know, give that tap on you or right. knock you. He knows when to do that, right? But just that was was man. You know, just that, just that whispering. You know, because he knows that's all we need. Because I mean, you know, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells us that that he's a, you know, a being. He is that that specific enemy that is clear. He's an open enemy to you, right? And he's the one that ultimately, uh, you know, leads us to certain temptations. So what I would advise, what I would say is that one of the best uh, things that, one of the best habits that you can adopt is knowing how to actually, you know, uh, respond to the whisper of shaitan. How do you respond? You know, we're alone. We, we're alone at home, right? But now our mind, something comes to our mind, something's starting to boil up, right? Mm. The feeling's getting there. Nobody's watching you. Nobody's there, right? But how do you respond? Because you know that shaitan, obviously it's shaitan. Allah SWT says, Adumubin is a clear and open enemy to you. But how, how do you respond? You're there, you, you, you're at the moment, you, you're there in the circle of your friends, the pipe gets passed to you, the bottle gets passed to you, the girl gets passed to you. Well, how's your response going to be? What are you going to do? How do you react? How do you function? How do you anticipate that movement of shaitan because that's in happening? Seconds. Exactly. It happens in seconds. Mm. And that's how life works. Your mistake happens in seconds. Right. right. So I would say the best habit that you can adopt in order to obtain and achieve success one question that I, I should leave in your mind how do you anticipate that? call of shaitan how do you anticipate that the one method i have brothers but as i said cannot be voiced on air come to me in private that we we will discuss that inshallah but I'll, I'll leave the questioning for you inshallah and you can just try and think and that would be the ultimate way um you know how you achieve success inshallah how you uh mm. reject shaitan okay so very very interesting guys now i want to know from you what does a successful day entail for you honestly does it really refer to things like making all your salah on time or not getting angry with anyone you know does it include making salah in jamaah does it include you know making fajr salah in the masjid do we even think of these things you know as part of our understanding 
of success. What is your take on that, Yasin? You know, uh, being a student or, or whatever student you may be, if you're not learning anything, you're not going to be successful. If you go to school and you're just sitting there and all the knowledge is right in front of you and you're letting it go, you're letting the teacher see that it's going through your eyes but not through your heart, then you're not successful. If it's not going through your eyes and not through your brain, you're also not successful or through your ears, whatever the case may be. And uh, if, you, if you get the knowledge or if you are Muslim and uh, you, you do not increase your iman a little bit, or a lot, whatever the case may be, uh, you have not you have not made the full the most of that day. You have not been successful of that day. If you not in, increase your iman, first of all, not by an inch, you have not been successful for that day. So we should look at that. That whatever we do, whether it be our business or studies, like I've said before. Um, we should increase in everything that we do, whether it be our iman, whether it be our our wealth or our knowledge of, mm. of the dunya even. Mm. You know, being being that, but being it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we feel successful inshallah. You know, and the Sahaba always used to, you know, upon seeing each other, you know, kaifa imanuk, you know, mm. having how that, you, exactly, how is your iman, you know, rechecking always, uh, having that focus, you know, to revisit. Like say for example, you, you, you one of my brothers, right, you're walking in the road and you're busy with your life, you know, business, finance, all of those things, right, and then sometimes we get difficult and then a brother comes along and say, you know, brother, you know, kaifa imanuk, then you're like, ah, they didn't check that today, eh? Yeah. So then you, then you actually, you know, so implementing that type of sunnah, you know, th- th- those sort of things, man, you know, and I think that that's one thing that we may be lacking in our societies maybe that could be the reason that 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 leads towards the downfall of our society because i mean if every brother of every house of every area should come to his uh, brother and say you know brother you know what you know how is that iman doing of yours today you know we sort of think man you know what i mean Uh, even though you don't answer or you don't reply Subconsciously, yeah. you're gonna think about gonna it. Think yeah. about it yeah. uh, you know, you're gonna think about it, man. You know, so it's a good, very good point that he mentioned. You know, always rechecking on your iman, whatever the case may be. So, hundred uh, percent, you know, ten out of ten for that one. Sure. Ten out of ten. Um, for me, I think a successful day is like from the morning, start making, um, starting with the hajjid. I think it's one of the most beautiful things in the world, the hajjid salah, you know, because it's your connection with Allah. And again, very important, I think, is the salah, the five salahs in the early waqt. Sometimes some, sometimes people think it's fine to make um, asr, maghrib time, or make aisha, you know, the next day, or the but I think in its waqt. And another thing is throughout the day, a successful day for me was to have um, constant remembrance of Allah throughout the day. I think that's so important, you know, your connection with Allah, because I mean, we have to constantly, um, that's, that's the main reason why Allah created us, you know, I read this hadith Qudsi somewhere. Um, Allah says, um, uh, you know, I was, a, I was a precious jewel And when I intended to be known, I created man So that's our whole purpose for creation you know, To remember Allah and to remember that Allah sustained us And, you know, just to have that bliss, blissful connection with Him And also another thing is for me A successful day is um, throughout the day I'm um, rendering service to others, you know Even if it's helping an old auntie across the road Or helping someone with their work Maybe they're struggling with their sorrow or their nahu, you know And for me, it's my, my life revolves around two things um, You know, to always fulfill the rights of Allah And also to fulfill the rights of, of man very, very successful days going on in here. <laughs> yeah, successful discussion. <laughs> and on that note, we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll hear what some of our other panelists got to say. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. 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 The Youth Hour. For the youth. By the youth. On 91.3 FM Stereo. 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to the Youth Hour right here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3. I'm your host Nafisa Kerika and joining me in studio we've got quite a few guests this week. Today's topic is habits for success for Muslim youth. Do you or society view being, you know, a husband or wife as being a success or merely part of being a success? MTS will let the married man answer inshallah. Inshallah. Um I still have a lot to learn, firstly, right? Okay. Uh, second of all, you know, I believe that, um, let me just start by saying this. Um, firstly, all of those men out there, you know, married for five years, 10 years, 15 years, you know, for the sole purpose, right, of keeping their family together, keeping their household together, and the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, solely, um, you know, high five to all of you guys. You know, why I take real, literally my hats off because, you know, it takes a man to and 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 a woman, you know, to to give in that amount of sacrifice to live with each other for such a long period of time. You know, for the sake of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. I mean, what's 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 stopping you? You know, uh, with this one for the first year, with that one for the next year, with that one for the uh, for, for, for the next two years. You know, but we do it because to please Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. What 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 other reason? And you know, for 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 those that's looking for that true one and the one out there, you know, brother and sister, you know, that person is not out there, man. You know what I mean? It's not out there because everybody is capable of becoming the perfect one for you. You know what I'm trying to say? We look for uh, for perfection in a certain individual, but, you know, neglecting and not knowing that once you are married, that is the time. And that is how you work and that is how you build on the perfection of what you want your marriage to be. And that's, and, and that's why we always say, and you know, this, you know, what I'm actually laughing about now is that some people will be sitting there and some people will be saying, you know, what prati yongi for, right? Some, some will say, is this guy crazy? But you know, what I, the message that I can give to those people that's thinking that very same thing now is that experience will give you the best wisdom experience will give you the best knowledge mm. and, and and this i can literally tell you from experience that your marriage is what you make it to be that's your marriage so if you want to uh, complain at the end of the day my marriage is like this my marriage is like that brother and sister it's because you are making your marriage like that you have not given that sufficient amount of effort and you didn't have the vision of success for your marriage and that is why ultimately you can complain at the end of the day so you have nobody oh yet again we come back to the same thing nobody to blame but yourself alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us one of that niyamas um, of marriage alhamdulillah to be married is a great niyamah at one of the great sunnahs of the prophet wasalam, that you can have an intimate a relationship or a physical relationship with the opposite sex Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us that blessing alhamdulillah and you know speaking out of experience alhamdulillah <laughs> not all of us are there not all of us are there I know my mother will kill me for saying this but inshallah inshallah um, yeah, you know, inshallah, if I to be married, Allah grants me that, yeah, inshallah. I mean, having that relationship with with another person of, of that, you know, being with this person every single day, 
being having a relationship with even seeing this not the same person in a bad way but seeing that this is the person that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen for you mm-hmm. and that you you like the brother said you should make the best out of it mm-hmm. not the other way around you should show you should be the one to your spouse you should be the best person to your spouse and in that way your spouse should be the best person to you mm-hmm. and if you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that would be a beautiful marriage I'm not saying that every marriage is beautiful you know everybody will have their quarrels or their arguments mm-hmm. which is normal we're human beings 100% but uh, we, we if we but we are different alhamdulillah we are muslims and in that regard we should we should do everything differently and alhamdulillah inshallah if we get married one day if speaking for all the brothers and sisters out there that is not not married yet we inshallah should make the best of it i mean inshallah i mean fatwa you want to add to that you asked what is your question again you asked um do you see marriage as, as being as a success yes um, I don't think um, I don't think simply I don't simply see being a wife as being a success. Um, I, I think um, I, I think I, I, I see um, being a wife who's obedient to her husband. I see that as success. So I don't look at I don't look at all I don't look up to all married women, but I look up to those women who have you know who, who have that who have um, who are submissive to their husbands and who fulfill their rights towards their husbands. And I really look up to them and I really aspire to be like them. Allahu Akbar. Inshallah. Amin. May Allah grant you that. Inshallah. Amin. Amin. And for all the husbands, Inshallah. Amin. Uh, obedient wives, Inshallah. Ta'ala. Inshallah. Well, I have to say, and I'm very, very impressed, and I'm sure that everybody else there um, who, who, who is listening right now would be very, very happy to hear what the youth has got to say on that on that front. Now, um, I just want to say shukran for such an amazing show, and be, just before we end off, another Youth Hour staple, your final words to the youth, and of course, too, because our, our main listenership is the adults as well. So your, your final words on, you know, successful habits towards becoming a successful Muslim and then towards becoming a successful Muslim youth. Bismillah. Okay, uh, inshallah, my final one is, uh, inshallah, we'll uh, take a extract from the Quran, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَن يُقَشُحَ نَفْسِهِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ Right, so Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that protect yourself, safeguard yourself, and try to be conscious of that specific thing that is inside of you, shuha nafsihi, that that nafs that is rough-edged, that nafs that is envious, that nafs that is jealous, that nafs that has pride, and that nafs that just wants everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that if you safeguard yourself from that nafs, so those people are the ones who are successful. So I think we have been discussing now for the past few minutes, right? Might seem like hours for a few, might seem like seconds for a few, but whatever we have been discussing, that is what it boils down to, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ultimately gives us the answer, those are the people who will and are Muflihun, the successful ones, inshallah. For me, success is um, you knowing what your purpose in life is and where you're heading in life, you know. So, um, Allah in the Quran, and this is the last ayah that was ever revealed. Allah says, you know, and be prepared, you know, and be conscious of the day that you're going to return to Allah. So, we have to remember, you know, what's my final destination? All of our final destinations are the same, you know. The only certainty in life is death. So, to be prepared. Well. Exactly. So much people are dying now. It's even young people, you know. So, for me, that's success, you know, for you to be, you know, you know where you're going in life, you know what preparations you are making for that final destination. So Fatima said, you must know where you are in life. We should know where we are, where we're going to, and where we have been. And if you can take in that regard, where we have been, where we are, and where we're going to, should take 
every single step from the past to the present to the future and ask, have I really been successful in my deen? First of all, have I really increased my iman? First of all, have I really been the, 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 the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We should constantly ask ourselves, is our iman right? Or is our yaqeen right? Is the things that we're learning in our deen, if everything that we learn, is it correct? Is the way that we follow? Uh, our deen correct inshallah so if you are like that if we believe in ourselves and if we take regard in everything that we do Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us and we'll be successful in everything that we do inshallah amen inshallah amen and I think we're going to leave it there for this week inshallah I want to say shukran so much to all my guests for joining us in studio and we do hope to have them back on the show very very soon inshallah, inshallah. just a quick uh, 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 announcement and a reminder to everybody out there that um, the youth hour will be taking a little bit of a different turn, I think, from next week onward, inshallah. I think we'll be linking up with a with a sister radio station up in Durban, um, seeing what their youth show is all about. They're seeing what our youth show is all about. So we're actually going to maybe you know do a few shows for you guys where we have both live at the same time, inshallah, and together. Shukran so much for listening from myself, Nafisa Kedika, and the rest of the crew on board. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.